Okay, so let's start this episode by talking about the climate of the world currently and what's going on. Yeah. I think we should start. I definitely think that's important. Okay, so first off, I want to say that I think a lot of you who have listened to this before know that I've been very insecure when it comes to talking about things that might ruffle feathers or get too quote-unquote political, but this is honestly something that we did not want to leave unsaid because it is not a political issue. It's it's a human rights issue at right. the end of the day. Exactly. And George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, the countless others who have unjustly died have honestly opened my eyes. And I don't want to sound like a dumb white girl, but I have always been the person who was complicit. And I didn't realize that that was not okay until just recently. So I've done my part to educate myself. And I know that you have too. And I think that that's really an important step in the right direction. I think that there's such a long way to go, especially with the more recent events that have happened with Bubba Wallace and defacing of murals. I know, especially in Charlotte, but I think we can only do our part. And that part is to educate ourselves and use this platform that we have to show where we stand and try to educate others. Absolutely. I mean, I think I can speak for both of us when I say we've both always been an advocate for social justice issues and equal rights, but when this comes to light in the way that it does and the way the Black Lives Matter movement has really just grown immensely over the last few months um, due to the recent events that have happened, I think it really kind of, it shines a light on something that we haven't been paying enough attention to in the past, and it shines a light on our privilege that while may, we may have been aware of it, not been something that we've taken as seriously as we should in the past. And I think by speaking to our friends, learning things from their experiences, and just continuing to educate ourselves and those around us and have those conversations, that's the only thing that we can continue to do to continue to move forward right. in in a progressive and positive way. And it's not an easy conversation. like. This alone right here, this is, I mean, yeah. it's hard to talk about these things, but I think it's an important thing, and I think it's something that with us having this platform, we just feel like it's something that we need to talk about, we need to share, and we need to advocate for. Right. And honestly, when you mention privilege, like, again, I try to stay away from posting things that might get too political on my social media feed because I don't want to ruffle feathers, I don't want to lose followers, I don't want to piss anyone off. But this is something that I could care less if people unfollowed me. And actually, interestingly enough, like, I started posting a lot recently, and I was kind of curious. I had a feeling that something might happen, so I took note of my Instagram follower count, and literally overnight, I lost 12 followers. And honestly... That is privilege. Like, I'm guilty of being the one who turns off the news when things get too scary or uncomfortable because I know that my mental health can't really take a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, I I think we both are generally very, like, non-confrontational people, so we avoid conflict at all costs. Right. But this isn't something that you should avoid. And I think that I've definitely come to learn that. And, like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it hurts my mental health. But, like... There's ways that you can go about it that you can get past that uncomfortability. And by all means, don't sit there for eight hours a day and stare at your phone and Twitter because, like, that's a lot for everybody. Yeah. But understand that as a white person, and I know not everyone listening to this is a white person, but I think regardless, just showing empathy for others and not trying to understand where they're coming from, but just understanding where you are at in comparison to where they stand and just kind of recognizing that and using that as fuel to educate yourself more and to do what you can from where you're standing. Absolutely. And I do think um, in this time, a lot of us have come together and have had these conversations. I know I've had a lot of conversations with friends and seen a lot of posts and educated myself and 
you know, learned a lot from others via social media or in-person conversations. And I think all we can do is just to continue to take that step forward. And I think one last thing before we get into it, the term educate yourself, I feel like that's really thrown around a lot. But for those of you who are listening to this, I think knowing what educate yourself means, it's honestly clicking on people's Instagram posts that they share in their story, reading the captions, searching articles, like going into people's links in their bios, as dumb as it sounds, and looking at the resources that they post. It's not just like, I'm doing what I can, I'm educating myself, but like you have to actually hold yourself accountable. Yeah, there's been some really cool videos. Uh, One that I've I've watched a few of his videos is Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Mm -hmm. He has um, an Instagram account. He's had some really cool conversations. He did with, one with Chip and Joanna Gaines and one with Matthew McConaughey and also just a solo one. I know he has some more coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been really, really cool to see how he talks to all these people and hear their perspective and kind of have a progressive conversation with them. So yeah. that's that's one that I would suggest. I know, obviously, there are millions of resources out there. Right, like even like Netflix, Hulu, like last night my roommate and I watched American Sun on Netflix. Okay, cool. Which was really, really interesting. It's not like your typical movie. Um, It has Kerry Washington in it. Uh. And she is married to a white man, but they kind of are, like, in the midst of a divorce. You can't really tell. But when she calls him, he's, like, currently cheating on her. Well, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie. But it's honestly really, really eye-opening. So it's not a great movie, if I can just say from, like, the acting standpoint. But... That aside, like, the actual meaning behind it and the purpose is really, really interesting. Yeah. Another show I watched or just started on Netflix is All American, and it really addresses that as well. There's, um, it's, I mean, I would just watch the show. It's about football, but it's about a lot more than football. Interesting. Okay. And I I highly recommend it. I heard about that, but I didn't know that it was more than about football. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Well, basically, we just wanted to show where we stand on everything, and we are glad that we can open up and, I guess, not talk directly to you guys, but sort of just start the conversation, and we encourage you to go have your own conversations. Open up the dialogue and educate yourselves, and if you guys need some educational tools, we'll link some in our bio, and if you have any for us, we would we would love for you to DM them to us as well. Yeah, and if you have any questions, if you want to talk further about things please reach out to us again we're all ears we are open to the conversation we are open to the uncomfortability and whatever it might take to get to a better place so let's move forward together everyone don't get me started love i've had too much to drink start with the, yeah, the full-on intro uh, Go for it, go for it. All right, guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of Millennials and Mimosas. I'm Madison Morsh, obviously, <laughs> and this is Kim Baker. <laughs> obviously. Um, welcome to season three, I guess, and hopefully... Are we calling it season three, even? I don't know if it should be season three, because... Season two only had, like, seven episodes. <laughs> Season two, part two. Honestly, I feel like... I think we should just call it, like, I don't know. We should just start counting episodes because I think that seasons just... Fuck seasons. Right, and it just creates more work for us, honestly. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're ready to actually start podcasting regularly again. And by regularly, we're going to change up the way that things are. It's no longer going to be on a Sunday afternoon because... We are adults. We were adults then, but we're even more adults now. Yeah, we, like... (laughs) have shit to do, and... So, anyways, for reference, it's a Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. We're gonna try to stick with Tuesday, Wednesday recording nights. Yeah, Um, that's that's the goal. I feel like a good little midweek happy hour, glass of red wine, maybe a margarita when it gets a little hotter out. Right, Tequila Tuesday. Yeah. Um, things that are staying the same, we're still in the white comforter. Um, the white comforter has not changed. Do not worry about the white comforter, everyone. We're obviously, as Madison said, still giving alcohol-induced takes and opinions, but I do think that we're going to take a slightly more mature approach to I was going to say, well, I feel like, 
you know, the last episode we recorded was in November. And we Shit has changed. <laughs> we've we've matured a lot. <laughs> and all jokes aside, I mean like life has changed a lot for us in the last six months or so. Yeah. And I think that the podcast can change with us in a, all for the positive. Yeah. And I think that we'll still be able to offer opinions to people in relationships, people not in relationships, you know, we're the best at giving unsolicited relationship advice. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why we're really here. Like, I'm so excited to do that again. (laughs) At this point that we're at now, I think we can both say that we've been through enough experiences to be able to be slightly qualified to give advice to anyone, no matter your situation. Yeah, for sure. So... Let's get into it, <laughs> shall let's, we? Let's talk about what matured us since we're just bragging about our newfound maturity. Well, I guess, um, so yeah, I guess we've been in a quarantine for the last three to four months now. God, has it really been that long? It's wild to think about. So right before quarantine, actually kind of approaching quarantine itself, I was in Napa. Yeah, I remember that. Good times, so long ago. That was my last actual trip that I did. It's crazy to think about, you know, Kim and I, the worldwide travelers we are, have really had to put our vacation mode on hold due to this whole situation happening around us. Right, but you know what it has been good for? My credit card bill, so that is a plus. See, Trying to look at the positives here. I wish I could say the same. Yeah, you spent a lot on moving, right? Yeah, so I guess we can get into that. Go for it. I have moved in with Ross, guys. Ross is her boyfriend for the new people here. This is big. It is big. It's huge, actually. Huge. I am, I guess, about 10 days in to living with a significant (laughs) other. You're journaling here. Day 10. (laughs) Day 10. No fights yet. (laughs) So, I mean, so far, so good. Uh, The apartment is slowly coming together. My credit card is about to max out. It happens, you know? I mean, it's so tough. I'm very OCD um, when it comes to apartment design and having it be presentable. We had Kim and her boyfriend, stay tuned on that later, (laughs) over for... A little drink dinner situation on Saturday, and we had been in the apartment exactly a week when they came over. And it I was looked, like, I will say, it looked amazing. It looked really good. And judging by how Madison was stressing out about it the days prior, <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you talking about? It looks great. But I know that they did bust their asses to kind of get it together. Yeah, we had art on the walls, couches in place, beds put together. They had, get this, real wine glasses in the cabinets, which (laughs) I will actually go on the record to say that neither of them had, like, a good set of wine glasses at either of their apartments prior to this. So it was always kind of the joke, like, Nick and I would bring our own wine glasses over when we came over because, I mean... That sounds bougie, but it, it was, was no. It, it was, was like that or a mason jar. So <laughs> it was absolute trash. Yeah, it was a mason jar or like a beer pint glass is what you had your options to drink your yeah, wine out of. Not so. great, especially if we're on the topic of talking about being mature. Now we have <laughs> like the big red wine glasses, the stemless glasses, they white little, wine glasses, little brandy glasses. Like you have a whole list of choices. We literally have a whole cabinet filled with wine glasses, so it's next level shit. And now you have a brand new air fryer. So we've used the air fryer. Yeah. Twice. Um, We did fried okra last night. It came out so-so. Not Mm. the best. I don't know. Okra is very hit or miss. It's tough. But our sweet potato fries came out delicious, and I definitely want to try doing some meat in there. But yeah, so cooking, have been cooking a lot Well. I haven't been cooking. Ross has been cooking. (laughs) But I will say living with someone who eats pretty healthy and likes to cook, oh my god, game changer. I feel like this is going to be really good for my health. Yeah. And honestly, like, speaking of health, so back up, I guess. I started dating somebody in January. Um, Shouts to Nick. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Nick. Basically, it was a really strange time to sort of start a relationship because 
everyone knows that we kind of went into quarantine, like, what was that, beginning of March? I guess it was mid-March. Okay, so... I got back from Napa the 12th. Right. And it was literally, like, three days after I got back. People are like, what the fuck are you doing in Napa? You need to come home. And so, basically, we were dating for, like, two months at that point, and I was like, and if anybody knows me, I am the biggest hypochondriac (laughs) ever. So, this is, like, my literal nightmare situation. Anyways, he was like, let's go to my mom's mountain house, or it's like a condo, but he was like, let's just go quarantine there. Like, let's get out of Charlotte, because Charlotte was not looking great. And I was like, okay, sure. I've only known you for like two months, but I'm like beside myself with anxiety, so let's just go. So So, (laughs) at this point, Kim is texting me, telling me that she is straight up going to this dude's mountain house that she's been dating for two months. And they're just going for an indefinite period of time. This isn't like, oh, we're going for a weekend, a long weekend, a week. No, we're just, we're just gonna go and see. We started packing that night and we almost left at like midnight and then we were like, all right, we should probably sleep on it because that's a little crazy. Next morning we woke up early, had all of our stuff packed and just went, like did not think twice about it, didn't look back. And we were planning on just staying a week. Like at that point we were both working from home still, so it really wasn't a big deal. I was like, all right, I got my laptop. Like, what else are we going to do? Twiddle our thumbs in Charlotte. Like, so we went and then we ended up staying two weeks. We went home for one night, got more clothes, came back and stayed another week. So I guess in total we were there for three weeks. But I will say that, like, back to what I was saying about health, um, that was terrible for my health because good for my mental health, terrible for my physical, physical health. Because <laughs> I was pretty good about running until then because where we were in the mountains it was not ideal to run outside because there were like hills and shit yeah know, mountains <laughs> um and all we did was eat and drink wine drink so much wine let me tell you these bitches out here joined like four wine clubs in the span of three weeks i will say <laughs> um anyways if anyone wants a coupon for wall street journal wine club or bright sellers Hit me up because I got you. And it's so worth it. I will say the Wall Street Journal Wine Club, I think, was like 120 total with like taxes and fees, but you get 12 bottles plus an additional three bottles for your first month. So it was 15 bottles of like nice wine, like not like your Harris Teeter shit that you get for like $4. <laughs> yeah. Or like you get it for $12, but it's actually worth $4. Like these were like nice bottles of wine that were under $10, but worth so much more. So, yeah. anyways, I was a big proponent of that i've i've gotten a bunch of ads for the bright sellers one and i've definitely considered it and i know that there's another one my friend who lives out in la she's friends with the people that started wink i was just gonna say wink i always get those ads um and i know that's another really good wine club if anyone's interested in just you know (laughs) becoming a wino it's fine but i also have really had to like take a step back especially once we got back from the mountains and like reevaluate my mental health because I mean again I'm not 21 anymore I can't just like drink all the time and still be okay like Mm -hmm. my physical health my mental health it just like wasn't great and like on top of everything else going on I was like all right need to get myself in check like and I think that's really important for a lot of people too because in a pandemic like this I think a lot of us are struggling gyms are closed people who rely on that for their mental health like they're not doing okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, week two from working from home, I just called my best friend that lives in DC and I was just like on the phone crying with her. I'm like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I do. And I'm... Lack of social interaction too. Like it drives people crazy. Like mm -hmm. you are a type seven? Yes. Yeah. Type sevens are like in dire need of social interaction, like, all the time. Literally (laughs) 24-7. So I think we're all struggling in different ways because of what restrictions have taken from your daily life, whether it be, like, you love going in the office to work for some crazy reason and you're probably a psycho, (laughs) (laughs) or if you need gyms, if you need social interaction, if you need restaurants, if you need to go to the grocery store, like, honestly, this whole thing, like, threw us for a fucking loop. And Let me tell you, I need restaurants. Yeah. Because when... (laughs) We need restaurants and traveling to live, to breathe. When I didn't have restaurants, I think I was ordering Postmates like three times a week and getting to go from places literally all the time. See, I was even scared to get to go. Like, 
I was really serious about this whole thing at first. Yeah. No, and I mean, I totally respect and get that, but I was like, give me that contactless delivery. <laughs> Let's go. And the scary thing is, like, everyone was trying to do what they thought was right, but, like, it's, I mean, still, to this day, nobody knows really what's going on. I mean, our governor of North Carolina just mandated a mask law. I guess, don't even call it a law. You it said it was, it was like, like a like rule. A, yeah, I don't really know. I think it's just called, like, an order or something. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, we have to wear masks, which I, which I know, like, a lot of other states or cities have put this in place, but, like... I think because finally they're coming out to say that masks do help. Like, right. my boss was saying today that apparently there was, like, a great clips who there were two employees, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is just hearsay kind of thing, but they were at work with COVID. I guess they didn't have a test, so they didn't really know, but they were showing active symptoms, like coughing right. and whatnot. They had their masks on. They did, like, the whole contact tracing thing. There were 146 people who came in and out of the store that day Mm -hmm. and they like followed up and none of them tested positive wow because i guess the employees and the um guests were wearing masks i mean that's awesome i mean that's like i mean i hope that's true and i mean i hope that's the case but like i think that's as much as we have for a study these days yeah well i mean like i was just talking to kim before we started recording like I have several friends that live in Charleston, South Carolina, and I was on the phone with one of them a few hours ago, and she's actually a med student down there, and she was just saying it's it's another world in Charleston. They opened up their bars and restaurants a lot earlier than other places, and there are cases all over the place. I have multiple friends right now that currently have it um, that are self-quarantining, and luckily none of them are showing super intense symptoms. They just had a couple of bad symptoms for a couple of days, kind of like a light flu situation, and now they're fine. Right. But it is really scary that it's starting to spread as much as it it is. And those people, like, some of them, you know, maybe went out to a restaurant or a bar one night, and that's what happened. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what scares me the most. Just knowing that, obviously, any illness you can catch from just, like, one interaction, but... Yeah. And, again, I think... I, again, don't want to get political with this, but I will go on the record <laughs> to say that I think that you should wear your mask. And I know some people feel very strongly the other way, but, like, if... I mean, wearing, it doesn't hurt anyone, right? Right, if wearing a mask on my face will open up restaurants and gyms and traveling sooner, like, that's... Hell I think yeah. we can all agree that's what we want. So why don't we just, like, sit down, shut up, and cooperate and, like get this whole thing over with. Yeah. Like, clearly, we're the last country. Like, it's really... <laughs> well, I think that's the thing, too. It's, like, I would rather cooperate now just so I can travel later. Like, I literally... All I want to do right now is plan a trip somewhere. Right. Or, you know, have my gym reopen. We're one of the only states right now that doesn't have gyms reopened yet. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because, obviously, with everyone's mental health where it is right now, all I want to do is go to a fucking yoga class. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I don't care what you say. Doing a yoga class in your apartment or even, like, outside on your patio is not not the the same. same. (laughs) I can attest to that because I physically just cannot bring myself to do it because I don't have the motivation. Like, I would rely on going to classes because if I can at least get my butt there, like, someone will tell me what to do. Right. (laughs) Doing it in my apartment, it's just... Not the same. Well, our our good friend Taylor, who was featured on another episode, recommended to me this app. It's called Melissa Wood Health. Oh, yeah. So I've been doing her online exercises. It's like $9 a month. I mean, it's an app. Obviously, it's a little pricey, but I'll take it. If that's all I can get right now, I mean, I'm not paying for a gym membership, so exactly. I might as well. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we did have one quarantine voicemail. Did we? Yeah. Oh. So, I think we should play it. It was from, like, early on quarantine, but I think it still relates. I mean, I'm sure. Oh, also, I would play it in my AirPods, but this will come as no surprise to any of you. I lost one of my AirPods. You're trash. Like, I have the case, and I have the right one, but I don't have the left one. (laughs) You have to think. It's got to be in the apartment, or Nick's apartment, or your office. I think it's somewhere in the office, because I was, like, trying to leave the office Friday 
and I couldn't find it and it was like already past five and I wasn't trying to stick around but I looked for it for like 10 minutes and I was like fuck it I'm sure it'll turn up or maybe a pocket or something I was wearing a dress and I checked my pockets and I thought it might have fallen out of my pocket like walking around the house Mm -hmm. who knows but anyways I'm really pissed because I can't track them like at least you can track your airpod case you know right no I that didn't work for me last (laughs) let me tell you the number of times that I have left an AirPod, a lone AirPod, like, somewhere on my white desk at Same, work. yeah. And then I'm like, where did it go? I'm, like, looking under my keyboard and shit, it trying to in. find it. It's so hard to find them. Well, hopefully it'll turn up. I mean, I literally was crawling on the floor, like, trying to find this stupid AirPod. And I was like, you know what? My Friday weekend means more to me than this AirPod at the current moment. So. I have faith you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we're playing it out loud. Yo, what up? It's uh, not my first time, but it has been a long time. It's Chris from Wilmington. You know, we got online classes. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I've been eating about four mixed chickens every day for, like, the last five days. All the bars are closed. There's not really anything other to do than drink. Uh, Yeah, you know, we're surviving, but we're... But we're also we're also thriving. That's what's important. So uh, have a good day and stay safe out there. Wow, I love to hear a good voicemail about eating four McChickens a day. I'm glad that we're all kind of on the same page, though. Like bars are closed. There's literally nothing to do other than just sit in your apartment and drink, binge eat, whatever it might be. Honestly, for us, it was like homemade charcuterie boards. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> Kim was eating a charcuterie board every day, but quarantine might have been my healthiest self. And I really hate people like that. So the reason I say that is because I was drinking less because even when I was drinking, it was really only on the weekends and it was like a bottle of wine. But that was it. Like I would kind of just like split a bottle with Ross. Maybe we would d- dive into a second bottle, but we never like got drunk in quarantine and then on top of that like the food situation I mean I don't really cook as it is so I was kind of just like testing the waters a little bit with some new recipes and then I was just eating like a lot of like oatmeal (laughs) and like frozen meals that really weren't that bad for you and I don't know and I was working out all the time like when I was working from home I straight up was working out, like, doing walks in the morning, going out for a walk or run at lunch. I um, joined one of the, well, I guess you wouldn't say join. I I just became one of those trash people that decided to pick up a hobby during quarantine, and mine was purchasing $50 rollerblades from Amazon. (laughs) How long did this hobby last, actually, though? I swear it lasted a good two and a half, three weeks. And I was rollerblading, like, every single day. But I wasn't the best rollerblader. It was very, very difficult. Um, well, speaking of habits or hobbies that we picked up and didn't stick with, <laughs> I thought I was going to be um, a watercolor artist. Yeah, Kim was... I, I had commissioned <laughs> Kim to paint me a beautiful piece of artwork for my new home. Did she ever do that? No. No, I did did one watercolor while we were in the mountains. It was, I guess I did it from a picture that Nick had of the first tee on some golf course in West Virginia. And I did it and it was so fun. I was like, wow, this is great. I'm going to do this so much more. I bought another watercolor pad, a bigger one so I could do more. Yeah, she literally said she was going, I sent her photos of what I wanted her to paint me. Did I ever get a fucking photo? I'll probably get back to it eventually, but I do have that (laughs) bad habit of like, Especially with painting, like, I go through, like, very small spurts of phases, so. I mean, yeah. Don't give up on me just yet. I feel you. Everyone goes through phases where they want to learn something new. I'm currently in a phase where I'm trying to teach myself Italian again. Yeah, this bitch switched her phone language to Italian. I was like, just stop, please. Like, my phone screen literally says, Miracle di," <laughs> which is Wednesday, by the way. Thanks for that mini lesson. But yeah, it's, I feel like it's just gonna like teach me from how many times I look at it. You know what I mean? Like my text messages say like four minuti fa, which is like fa means ago. Oh. 
So I'm trying Four to... Four minutes ago. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like... I'm hoping that by changing my phone language, it will just naturally integrate the language into my brain. But it probably won't. <laughs> so also thanks to everyone who has been interacting with our Instagram. Yeah. And our questions that we post. I'm looking through. I think we pretty much answered all of them. But one says... How to navigate living your life while other friends are shaming you, among other problems. I also can't tell if that's a serious question or a joke, but I, it honestly could be and relates to, like, going out and doing stuff during quarantine while other friends are shaming you because, again, I know that there are very two strong opposing sides let me Let me tell you something about shaming. Every <laughs> fucking person I am friends with has shamed every other fucking person that I'm friends with for doing something during this quarantine. Whether it's picking up to-go food, going to a park and meeting people that you haven't seen, having a dinner with literally two other people. Like, everyone has taken this, like, however, I mean, I understand. Everyone has their own reservations, whatever. But, like, can we just, like, stop with the shaming? Like, Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Unless someone is, like, out here just, like, going out to bars, making out with 17 different people in a <laughs> night. And, like, clearly you are the problem. But if you're just, like, living your life, like, let's not. Well, and I think if you're, I will say this, if you're trying to social distance and wear your mask. I will say Madison and I are sitting here without masks, but. We've also my... seen each other, like, every day. Right. And in my head. I have, like, a quarantine pack of people. Yeah, it's like our, what is it, our quarantine cell? Yeah, like your isolation cell. Isolation cell. Yeah, so, like, at the beginning of this, like, I think Madison and Ross were the first people that Nick and I really saw, like, because Mary, my roommate, was at the beach, so I was basically living alone. Nick was alone at his apartment, like, we were seeing each other, I wasn't even visiting my parents, we hung out with Madison and Ross, like, honestly, with even a little reservation, I think both of us had. I mean, we weren't, like, hugging each other when we hung out. Right. And it was very weird, but, like, we did that. We were both fine. We started, like, hanging out with more people, like, and it's not like we waited two weeks before we saw other people, but I think we are being careful, and I trust that the people I am hanging out with are smart, and they wear their mask when they go to the grocery store or other things. Right, right. At least... I try to think so. Again, I can't, like, slap <laughs> I mean, a mask on everyone's face. But I just I... think at the end of the day, like, the shaming has got to stop because half the people I know that have shamed me for doing things that I know I'm being fairly smart about my behavior, they've done worse things than me or equally as bad or whatever. Like, And I think a lot of part of it, too, is that people are in quarantine and they have nothing else to do. Yeah, no. To, like, people... Like, on people. Yeah, I mean... As we've seen, like, the internet is a fucking wild it's, disaster. Yeah, right it's now. a straight-up dumpster fire. <laughs> like, I literally log on to Twitter and I'm just like, I don't even know what what's going to come across my timeline today, but I'm sure it is something fucking insane. Yeah. I woke up at 4 a.m. last night because I had this, like, really intense nightmare that someone was trying to murder me, which is, like, pretty usual for me. I have <laughs> really intense nightmares all the time. And I open Twitter because normally that's what I do and I would get the See, night. Twitter is not going to soothe your soul right now. Yeah, it really didn't. It was like, here's a coronavirus conspiracy theory. Here's another conspiracy theory. Everyone is dying. Here, look at this. More deaths. I was like, oh, great. Just what I needed in order to go back to sleep. Yeah, I mean, like, let's just look. The trending topics on Twitter. Number one on my feed right now is Myrtle Beach. <laughs> so we know that's related to coronavirus. Jesus. Which is a scary thing is, I mean, Kim and I did go to the beach during quarantine. Um, Towards the end of May, we did a a trip to the beach and it was, it was quite frightening, honestly, to to say the least. Yeah, like no offense to anyone who lives in South Carolina, but I swear. South Carolina just doesn't believe that coronavirus happened. Really, there was not a mask in sight. And like on our way home from the beach, Nick and I spent a night in Charleston and I was wearing my mask like walking around downtown because there were so many people on the sidewalks, you know, like, passing them. I yeah. wouldn't wear it on the sidewalk in Charlotte, but that's a different story. Right. People were literally staring at me like I had two heads. Like, like you had a disease or right. something. Right, and they were, like, purposely avoiding me, and I was like, bitch, I'm trying to avoid you. Like, you're the one without a mask on. 
But anyways, again, not to say that the mask will cure the coronavirus, but like I don't think anything. I honestly, to cure it, but. I don't mind. Like it doesn't prohibit me from doing anything other than sneezing on another person. But like I really don't Yo, mind it. But I don't want you to sneeze on me though. Exactly. exactly. And I think because I'm actually back in the office, but I am used to wearing it there. So. And I have a comfortable one. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I just don't see the negatives of it. But trending on my Twitter is hashtag wear a damn mask. So <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. You know, Twitter every day, it's, you never know what you're going to get there. Yeah, you really don't. Um, I will say this might sound really ignorant, but I muted the word coronavirus when this no, first happened. Because I, I understand. The anxiety is too much sometimes. Yeah, and my thought process behind it, obviously I didn't want to see a lot of it, but I was like, all right, I'm not going to mute COVID-19 because I think, I can't remember which one I muted actually, but I muted one that I thought was like more likely to be used in like stupid like memes or something that's talking about. It was about. probably coronavirus. I mean. Right. So I was like, I'll still get some of the news that talks about COVID-19. Like, I'm not going to filter out the entire thing. I just want to see less of it. So like, if I mute coronavirus, then I won't see as much. But like, I'm still very well aware of what's going on. People talk <laughs> about it. Like, I see shit on Instagram. Like, but I was like, it's too much for me. Okay. Like, <laughs> so speaking of the whole pandemic thing, one thing I wanted to bring up that so I was going through our old episodes and I was like, oh my God, we talked about this so long ago and I was, I had such a different take on this topic than I do now. And that topic was TikTok. Oh, I do remember talking about TikTok. So Kim and I talked about TikTok literally forever ago. Like when it, it was, first came out. Cause yeah. I think that was like one of the main segments of one of our episodes. Yeah. Like it was literally in the title of one of our episodes. Right. And I was like, TikTok, we talked about that on a podcast. Like that literally takes me back because I know that my opinion on TikTok then was like, this is for Gen Z <laughs> scum that just want to post dances of themselves doing stupid shit this is uh, Gen Z's version of the millennial Vine. Like, and Vine now, was our thing. Now, whatever. how do you feel about it? Please enlighten us. So, I'm addicted to TikTok. <laughs> you know, the first step is admitting it. So, um, round of applause for you. <laughs> I do go in and out. So, I'm not addicted to TikTok like I am addicted no, to no, Instagram. No, you can't take it back. You just, no, no, no. You already said it. I am addicted to TikTok, just <laughs> not the way I'm addicted to Instagram and Twitter. Like, Instagram and Twitter are, like, old faithful. They're not going away. They're always going to be a part of my life. I love them through and through. Like, I have over a thousand Instagram posts now. Very proud of that. Okay. And I feel like Instagram will forever be, like, my time warp, like, I'll always be able to go back, like, to the very beginning. I've never deleted an Instagram fun fact. I'm sure I've shared that on the podcast before. We had this conversation about, like, archiving versus but, deleting, but... But that's, like, that is my archive. Like, Instagram is my archive. Twitter I've had since, like, junior year of high school have, I don't think, ever deleted a tweet. But, honestly, those two, I feel like, are my go-tos. Obviously, the other things, like, Vine... TikTok, those things are going to come in and out of style. But right now, I will admit, like, I'm having a fling with TikTok and I like it. Okay. Like, I can appreciate the that. The content is hilarious. Like, it's so absurd. The dances, it shocks me that people just have no shame, including myself, posting dances of them solo in their apartments. Like, I have literally posted TikToks of me dancing by myself with my phone, like, propped up on like 17 different things just to get the right angle like what is wrong with me like I am turning into a 17 year old I would like to go on record to say I've never done a TikTok dance recorded yes Kim's done a TikTok dance let's <laughs> uh, let's not take this well too far. I mean if you even want to go as far back as when we went to the mountains for New Year's god we didn't even talk about that it's yeah, been that long. It's been that long. We did. We went to the mountains for New Year's with a squad, and we did do TikTok dances, um, in which everyone wanted to murder us because I think we spent 
literally four hours learning the renegade dance. Oh my god, yeah, it was the renegade. All the boys were like about ready to murder us. Yeah, but it's not great. You know, I've done I've done the Savage dance. I've done the Magic in the Hamptons dance. I've kind of dialed back a bit since I've been back in the office. I haven't had as much time to just record TikToks in the middle of the day. I can't just do that. I can't just close the door of my office and say, hey. Oh, my God. Sorry, I got to take an hour to record some TikToks. But I will say, I have discovered some really funny comedians on there and some talented people. I honestly will get on occasionally. That's what I should have done last night at 4 a.m., honestly. But See, that's the move. That is the bedtime move. Except, like, no, it. people can scroll for hours. Like, I have a friend who's like, the time doesn't show when you're on it. It so doesn't. It's she's scary. scrolled enough to the point where, like, the TikTok comes up that's, like, you've been spending too much time. Oh. I don't know, because I've never gotten there. Oh, I've gotten there. <laughs> but I like If it. you haven't gotten there on TikTok, you're not doing TikTok right. I'm not doing TikTok right, and I'm so proud to say that. What I will say, the best thing about TikTok for me right now is all of the Bachelor people on TikTok have really made this, like, Bachelor hiatus so much better, because... I did watch Listen to Your Heart. It was kind of trash, as any of you who watch Listen to Your Heart knows. But I am so ready for another season of The Bachelor. I am so happy to have Matt James as our next Bachelor. He is Tyler C's best friend. He is hot. I am about it. He has a great (laughs) personality. He literally went to Wake Forest, shouts North Carolina colleges, and... He literally, like, runs a nonprofit. Like, he is an angel. Yeah. That's what the world needs, honestly. So, I am just ready for, like, The Bachelor to kick off. Yeah. But Bachelor TikTok has been a vibe. But do you really need TikTok if you have Instagram? Because I feel like I haven't even needed to get on TikTok to see all the popular TikToks. Because they're all on Instagram. This is Or fair. Twitter. But you can find niche people on TikTok that randomly will come up in your For You page that you would have never discovered. See, my For You page is all, like, recipes, like, random, like, workouts, like, makeup tips, which I'm not a makeup girl. I don't know why. You have the wrong For You page, though. Well, I think it's because I save ones that are, like, tutorials and things like that because it's almost like a Pinterest that you don't have to, like, click and read a blog post about. Like, right. It's like, oh, click here for 20 healthy recipes. No, why would I do that when I could just watch a 15-second video of a short clip of all these recipes? Like, right. And then save it and go back to it. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that, but there's this one guy. God, I wish I knew his name. He's this redhead guy with glasses, and he is, like, hilarious. His TikTok con- content has just been next The level. ones that I've seen that I really like are the... Um, is the guy who's, like, raiding things in his parents' home. Have you seen that? No, I have not. Oh, my gosh. He's, like, raiding the light switches in my parents' home. And he's, like, I like this one because it <laughs> is this. And then he was, like, raiding the racist paintings in my parents' home. <laughs> and it's so funny. And, like, oh my and God. he's gay, so he's talking about, like, his... I mean, I don't think his parents are, like, anti-gay, but, like, it's just really funny. And the way that he does it yeah. is, like, so straight-faced, and it's just, I love that kind of humor. I just feel like even, like, older comedians, like, comedians in their, like, 20s and 30s, not older, but, like, <laughs> I'm saying older and I'm referring to 20 and 30-year-olds. That's sad. But that's because TikTok is literally a teenager app. But it's, yeah. I've seen some really funny, funny stuff from, from those people. I mean... I don't know. I do I do get a kick when out of, like... When do you think this phase is going to be over? The TikTok phase? hmm Well, I think it'll last as long as coronavirus is around, so probably for at least another year. Oh, my God. Don't even say that. <laughs> hey, someone I'm just... I'm being realistic. Someone asked um, how we're going to go about, or I guess when we're going to go about planning our first post-quarantine travel Oh, plans. true, true. So, I mean... I said before we haven't really traveled since quarantine. Like my last trip was to Napa, but we went that's to the beach. Not entirely true. Yeah, I went. We went to the beach for a weekend, and I went to my boyfriend's mountain house for a weekend. Kim obviously was in the mountains as well. Um, but we haven't really done any like legitimate get on a plane trips or even very far road trips. I am supposed to get on a plane on july 9th to go to key west i think it's fine i'm definitely nervous about it we planned this trip like forever ago um 
and we've definitely been monitoring it very, very closely. I've seen a lot of things about Florida kind of like up and down about what's going on. The thing on is there, but... with like the keys though, it's not really Florida. I mean it is, but it's, it's not a Florida, diff- it's but different. They also have the same sort of issue because a lot of tourists go to Florida for miscellaneous reasons, but right. Disney World whatever, well Disney World's not closed or not open right now. Um but the key is apparently like closed off to visitors, but they just reopened like June 1st, I think. But they have just mandated masks for everyone. So similar to North Carolina. So I mean like when you're on the beach and stuff, as long as the beaches aren't crowded, right. I would feel safe. You're outside, you're social distancing. Right. You're And I all think the you're places fine. there are basically like outdoor like patios and restaurants and whatnot and like we're gonna do this snorkel thing but like i read on their website they're taking like covid19 precautions and so i mean am i gonna have a panic attack the night before we fly out absolutely but i am trying to like stay positive about it because again i think among everything going on the world needs to still go Go on on. yeah exactly i mean it's sad like the number of people on stuff I know who have lost jobs and been furloughed and things like that. I do think we do have to try to continue to move to a back to a somewhat normal society, but Right, in a safe way. Like Exactly. And I think that it's not necessarily like turning on the faucet full blast. It's like turning it on, letting a little drip out. Okay, that's cool. We can like twist the knob a little bit more, let some more out, but like it's not just 0 to 100 because Absolutely. we've definitely learned that that doesn't help that doesn't work and again i don't want to say that i'm like a scientist a medical professional anything i'm just speaking from like common sense and logistics here like if we all just like follow the rules like hey let's just all try a little you know yeah like just try but yeah speaking of travel i am apparently also supposed to be getting on an airplane um july 24th ish i haven't actually booked the flight yet but we are supposed to have a family get together um my grandma is turning 80 so it's kind of a big deal it kind of sucks because it's like i'm gonna be able to see her but we're still gonna have to obviously take some sort of precautions and obviously flying and stuff is a little scary but i'm excited to see like my cousins and stuff yeah people that I haven't seen in a really long time. So that's probably going to be my first post-corona or mm. I guess during corona. <laughs> right. Like when will this actually be post-corona? Um, trip. But we were talking, I mean, we have friends and stuff that are planning on getting married soon that want to do bachelorette parties out of the country and things like that. Um, yeah. Which is a little concerning considering they want to do these in the in early 2021 Mm -hmm. and I just I don't know what it's gonna look like leaving the country I have I was talking to a co-worker that wants to plan a trip to Europe in um November and I was like I just don't think that that's gonna be a possibility (laughs) yeah see I'm currently planning this bachelorette party for my friend who I'm her maid of honor And we were looking at the price today, and, like, honestly, the price alone is enough to give me anxiety, but travel insurance is only, like, $33, so that kind of makes me feel better. Where is this trip to? Uh, Riviera Maya. Is that Mexico? It's in Mexico, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, we fly into Cancun. Got it. So, but again, it's, like, end of January, and again, I think that the world just needs to go on. We just need to, like, prepare for the best and again just get travel insurance like yeah you know travel insurance is the move especially I am, now like i'm normally Kim, Kim i never I get flight like, insurance but kim and i are the anti-proponents of getting flight insurance like i'm like fuck I'm it like risk it all like, i'm literally like <laughs> it could literally be nine dollars and i could be like absolutely I'm like, not that, that pays will, for my beer at the airport i will say that pays for like chipotle for lunch for one day <laughs> <laughs> and it's nine dollars like but now, I would definitely pay for flight insurance. That is some unsolicited advice. Oh, right yeah. now, if you're planning any travel, like, go for it. Try to plan it. Like, hell yeah. Like, let's get this shit going. But Yeah, like, let us know how it goes. But, but yeah, no, that's definitely something that I'm 
looking forward to soon because I need I need a little travel plans. Yeah, I think we all just need a little little something to be excited about, but I guess we'll wrap it up with something for you guys to be excited about. We are trying to create t-shirts again. Very excited. For like the third time. <laughs> no, this might be like the 10th time. Yeah, because we we inquired we're like already one step further than we were before and by that I mean we're actually on step one (laughs) so it's definitely it's gonna happen because I don't know I feel like I have more free time even though I'm back in the office but like I don't know like I'm actually not worried about editing this because I'm not really doing anything else we kind of crushed this though we did I don't know if we needed to edit it at all I mean, you always got to edit. You don't understand because clearly you're not a podcast editing professional like me, but okay. we have to put the intro music on. Don't don't shame me now. I don't want to be brought <laughs> into like the call her daddy situation where... Oh my God. Name? Alex was shaming Sophia for not editing the podcast. I mean... Yeah, well... I, I still do some work, right? Like just give me a little bit of credit right, here so yeah. the listeners know. You do the intro, which is like... It's huge. I mean, where would we be without the intro? Also, you do the Twitter, or you're supposed to do the Twitter, but... I do. I tweet. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know. Actually, you know what? I don't want to tell them. Sometimes I tweet, too. I think it should be anonymous. Who based the on tweets come from? And the Instagrams and the Insta stories. No one... I feel like... If, if you really know us... <laughs> start commenting who posted what, just to see who if you guys know who posted what. Because I would be amazed if someone could always get it right. Yeah. That would be dope. Because <laughs> I, I like to think that we have, like, a pretty similar... We have a similar brand as, like, but, a podcast whole, but we do have our own individual personalities. Yeah. Definitely. Like, you can tell by the way that we, like decorate our own Instagram stories like you can tell who does the Instagram stories this is true but what what filter we use (laughs) (laughs) right okay well this is fun I'm glad we're doing this again I hope everyone else is glad we got amazing feedback honestly on our Instagram story when we talked about it yeah which really just like warmed my heart we're so hype about this so um yeah, let us know what you guys want to hear from us soon. And call the freaking voicemail. Like, don't be scared. Seriously. We're so ready to give some more dating advice. I know you guys are, like, anxiously awaiting telling somebody your story or your secret or your question. Just call. 704-659-6974. Boom. All right. Hit us up, everyone. Oh, and follow us at Mills and Mimosas. On the Twitter and the gram. And our personal, if you're just feeling that generous. You know who we are at this point. Just fucking follow us. <laughs> All right. Love you. Bye. You know I'm back like I never left. I never left. Another spread. Another step. Another step. Another day. Another breath. Another breath. Been chasing dreams, but I never slept. I never slept. I got a new attitude and a lease on life is a piece of mind. Seeking to find I can sleep when I die. Want a piece of the pie. Got the keys to the ride and shit. I'm straight. I'm on my way.